0: Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the Repurpose Network, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. Um, Happy New Year once again. I'm pretty sure you guys enjoyed last week's show, which was great. And today I have a great guest and a friend of the show. Um, I've I've nicknamed him um, my virtual mentor. Because I've watched every video he's ever done in regards to audio and a digital mixing console. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, welcome to the guy who has a um. I, I could have swore the MD meant medical doctor, or, but he we call him he calls himself and we call him the Worship MD. Welcome to the show, Mr. Doug
1: Gould. Brenes, <laughs> he's my biggest fan. <laughs> He'll take
0: you everywhere I go, man. Hey, he thinks I'm great. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, listen, I could be your flavor, flavor anywhere you want to go in right. the world. Well, that's why I invited you to Wave. I wanted you down there. So. Oh man, I'm 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 I'm, I'm super I'm super excited to be there. I had a great great discussion with Ron. Super great yeah. guy. He's a really good super, guy. He's got a great super, heart.
1: And he's doing his best super, to... Uh, he invests a lot of his own money into these things. And I'm just helping him wow. because I don't want him to to lose money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are friends
1: right? for? Right. Yeah.
0: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, ladies and gentlemen, because we have the great Bob um, Doug Gould and... His whole nucleus is learning, teaching, um, engaging, educating, empowering churches with their tech staff. And so we're going to talk a little about the learning process and what the learning process leads to change, occurs with the result of experience and increases the potential of improved performance. And that's kind of what we all do when when we arrive at a church or we talk to a pastor. Or we or we talk to a a worship pastor or a musician, our our process is to is to lead to change that will occur during the experience that we share. So let me ask you a question, because I'm I'm pretty sure you ran into this, this question this question, and I'm gonna run I'm gonna run by you. Okay. So what is the most challenging part of the last few years that, that you've gone through dealing with churches?
1: Oh, my word. Well, I think we've talked about this before. The lockdown killed not only the church. It killed the whole economy. Um, live concerts went away. Any type of live venue, theater, church, nightclub, bar, all done. I don't know how many live sound companies went under,
0: selling off their stuff
1: for a dime on the dollar. Bands had to find other types of occupations because they couldn't play anywhere. And uh, the church was very, very affected by it. I think one thing that maybe was a positive about it, if I can say it was a positive, was that um, churches learned how to reach out to the community virtually because they couldn't do it in person. So the biggest questions I got during that time were, how do we make our streams sound better? Hmm. And it went from zero to 60 overnight. I remember in March of Oh man, zero to a hundred. Nobody was asking about streaming too much before then. And then all of a sudden I was getting a thousand phone calls. And uh, I think I told you this before too, 2021, it was still shut down, and I was looking for a church to listen to on Sunday morning because I couldn't find anything that was worth listening to. I couldn't get past the first few minutes because the streams were so bad. I said, you right. know what? I'm just going to advertise locally that I'm going to teach how to do an audio stream and to improve the audio of it every Tuesday night for anybody who wants to come in Mercer County. And I had about 20 churches show up. It charged 100 bucks for four weeks, and it was three hours every Tuesday, and uh, showed them how to improve it. You know, and the first thing was, you know, get out of the room if you can. If you stay in the room, you're not going to be able to create a mix that is going to make somebody at home think that they're in the room. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if you're in the room... You're going to hear the acoustic sound pressure of the guitars and the bass, and it's going to have an effect on your mix. If you look at the faders on the mixer at that point, the drums and guitars are probably down because they're loud in the room. But if you're in another room, Mm. you got to mix them up. (laughs) Right? Right. So people just don't understand that. And that's the biggest challenge I would say with anything when you're teaching a church audio tech about sound is they don't know the fundamentals in the first place you know eighty five ninety percent, maybe not even that much, have never done this for a
0: living mm-hmm. that's true so that's true that's true I, I found I found that I found that that's that's amazing that um that you would think to do that just kind of based on what you were experiencing um a lot of churches would just had no clue about what to do, what to buy. What components? How it worked? How it connected? Why it connected? Um, why you need to be on your on separate Wi-Fi? Um, all those things that we kind of know just from understanding technology as a whole. So many of the churches were were just kind of lost in the sauce. It didn't have a a north star. If you that's will.
1: right. Yeah, I mean everything you know, from just trying to use an iPhone. With the internal mic and not even on a, a not even on a stand, somebody's like holding it and it's <laughs> and you're trying right? to watch this at home and you're going like, What else is on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually watch Netflix, but it's gotta be better than this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Yes. That's that that that's a definite that's a definite so when so when the church calls you like what's what are the first signs or first questions that kind of let you know like where they're at like what 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 are like the, the minimum amount of questions or or, or or an example of a well usually when I'm in a
1: conference or something people will ultimately come up to me and they'll start drawing their church on a napkin or a piece of paper and something you know? <laughs> wait a minute hold up <laughs> What? Yeah, this is our setup. Wait a minute. This is our setup. Oh, here's where no. the drummer is, and here's where our wedges are. And uh so they're starting to draw it out for me, and I go, you know, that's all good and everything, but can you just talk to me a little bit here? You know, first thing I want to talk to you about is the room is important. Okay. So before you get into your PA and your band and who's running sound and who's lead worship guy, let's talk about what the room is like. What what kind of room is it? Because you're not showing me anything on the napkin about what the materials of the room are. Right. Is it a multi-purpose room? Is it a gym? Yeah, we we have church and a basketball court. Okay. <laughs> are you noticing a lot of <laughs> flutter? The-
0: yeah. How'd you? No. How'd you know? How'd, how'd you? Oh my God! You're anointed. You're anointed. so when
1: people teach sound, they you know. It, at least a lot of people I see teaching sound on online is they forget one of the most important components of the system is the room. Right. And I don't care what AV integrator you're using. If he comes in and sells you that this new system is going to make everything right. And he doesn't address the room. Then don't right. buy it from that guy. So prime right. acoustic is a great example, a company that I think is great because you can call them up give them the dimensions of the room and they'll have solutions that you can put up yourself. If you have handy guys in your church, you can buy these panels and put them up. It's easy. And they're great.
0: And they're great panels because the diffusion and absorption of
1: the, of the walls need to be covered at least. And, but there's people out there who are doing it themselves from the beginning, but the problem is it's not fire rated. So you might be able to build it with two by fours and put some insulation and some fabric on it, but the once the fire inspector comes and in, he's going to that stuff's going to just catch fire, man. Take it down. So you can right. save money by putting it up yourself, but buy the materials or the pre-made panels from a reputable right. company like Prime Acoustic, right? This is yeah, it's,
0: it's it's so imp- it's super important because um, even if 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 you were standing in, in bathroom singers are, are 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 the are the best example right. you sound so much better in the bathroom yeah because it's reverb right. and it's bouncing all over the room and but somehow they don't take that common knowledge into a church it's right. something they experience every day and 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 don't understand that the room about reflection about diffusion right. you know I, where where
1: is the speaker? Right. Is it a square room? Are you getting a standing wave between the two walls? Do you know what frequencies those are that are going to create those kind of of responses. You have mm-hmm. engine. You know you have axial. You have tangent tail. You have oblique. Well, all kinds of things. Ceiling, floor. Some people go the extreme pre- pre- Prentice. They put so much padding and stuff in the room that it sounds like your grandmother's clothes closet. So if you've got, like, anything traditional at all, like with a choir and organ or that kind of thing, there's not going to be any reflection. reflection. So too much reflection is bad. Too little reflection Mm -hmm. is bad. (laughs) Right. You can't put a rock band in a cathedral. And I don't want to put a choir in a room that's got, like, carpeting, padded seats, and panels everywhere because I can't hear the Mm -hmm. person singing next to me. So there's got to right. be some life to the music otherwise it's just like an anechoic chamber who wants to hear a band in an anechoic chamber where there's no s- sound reflected anywhere it's it's too much mm-hmm. so there's that happy medium but people don't even discuss the room sometimes until it's too late they'll build a whole church because it's so beautiful the glass in the beautiful walls and
0: oh the glass <laughs> the glass <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness. We know what that means. So you got to talk about what the room is first before you can do anything. And I'm trying to give some people some resources so that they can talk to the people who do this and have them help them directly because I'm not an acoustician. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a special type of training. And a lot of AV integrators who call themselves AV integrators aren't necessarily acousticians either you got to make sure that the person you're getting to do your retrofit or your new church or whatever knows something about acoustics.
0: <laughs> yes. Because sound travels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that cuz that's what it's meant to do, it has to go somewhere. Right. Either it's going to have to be absorbed or it's or it's going to have to be diffused or it's going to be bounced. That's right.
1: Unless you have an outdoor church.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Where the
1: sound just travels, <laughs> right. and there's a mountain right next to it. So okay, so we'll have to deal with that echo later. We'll put padding on the mountain. Right. We'll 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 wait a,
0: we'll, we'll wait ten minutes, and here it comes.
1: <laughs> I th- I think that's the first step. The next step is basically people don't know where to put their loudspeakers. They don't know where to put their mixer. They don't know anything about microphones and applications for microphones. I mean, they don't know anything about signal flow. They don't know about gain staging. What's the difference between gain and volume? They think it's the same thing. Gain is yeah. what goes in. Volume is what goes out. <laughs> right. And if I don't get right. the gain right, your chances of a good mix are going to be about 0%. Because you're going to get, too get much the noise. Gain, the if you don't get the gain right, you're yeah, lost. Exactly. So you got to get enough juice in there so you can work with it. And if you don't get enough juice, then you're going to get noise from the components. And then they they do stupid things like putting the speakers against the wall. Okay, do you realize that speakers have a horizontal dispersion? So if you put it right against the wall, you're only going to get 45 degrees of it out here, and the other 45 is going to be bouncing along the wall. So get it in the middle of the room as much as you can. And if you have a long room, you want to probably set up some delay speakers. They don't know anything about delay. What's the speed of sound? About a thousand feet a second, foot a millisecond. So if you got a speaker 40 feet from the mains, delay it by about 40 milliseconds and it'll sound more natural.
0: Did you know that 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package. With the Tascam MixCast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice? at The tips of your fingers, the ease of use, and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input all at the reach of your fingers. So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online and get yourself a Tascam MixCast 4 because the goal is to reach more people with your message. But the funny thing about about understanding speakers is that no matter no, no matter how many speakers you have, if they're not placed right, you're not going to get the the true effect of what the speaker can right. do. First, you're not going to you really not going to understand how much po- then you can't even talk about power. Right. But we talk, we talk about just the speaker because you talk about 90 right. degrees. Yeah, and of disbursement, um, what does that really mean? Um, and then placing it so that okay, is it is it hitting the fifth row, the third row? Right. Um, do we need front fills? If so, how many? Um, do we have them on a separate mix? Do we like? How do we detail it? How do we adjust the volume so that it's heard but not heard, more felt than heard, so it sounds more natural. I've gone to some churches, and the front fills are so loud they're distracting,
1: mm. yeah, it sounds abnormal. you got too much coming right. from there, you know right um everything has to be done in a way that it there's no hot spots necessarily, and the front fills if they're too hot, you're defeating the whole purpose of the rest of the room the p a is is not responding correctly. I think that's another people don't understand what the purpose of a PA is sometimes. It's to make everybody right. in the room have an equal response to what's going on in the room to make it more intelligible. Not right. so loud that we can't hear each other next to each other. Um, but to cover the room, the best way to cover the room is to get the speakers up <laughs> and aim down at a wider area. You need more amplifier power to do that but it's going to cover the room mm-hmm. better with fewer speakers. If you just got a small church with a couple of speakers on sticks, you can get articulating speaker stands now that raise them up high and they aim down about mm-hmm. five to 10 degrees as opposed to bouncing yep. off the back wall. Right.
0: There's right. other speakers. Right. I think
1: PreSonus is one of the first where you could buy a, a powered loudspeaker that could be either a, a main Or it could be a wedge. But what was cool about it was the horn could rotate. So if it was a 60 by 40 as a main speaker and you put it as a wedge, think about that now. It's 60 by 40. Now you put it on its side. Now it's 60 degrees this way and 40 degrees this way. Right.
0: That way. Right, Right. So now
1: I'm not getting this wash all over the stage. But if you didn't want something where you hit the balcony, you could rotate that so the, the 60 degrees goes up instead of wide. You could rotate it depending right. on the application. So when people said understanding Yeah, they were the dispersion. only speaker I knew that did that? that.
0: Yeah, they were the only speaker I knew that yeah, did that. I think that.
1: there's some other ones now that are doing it because it's such a great idea. I mean, if you're like in a, you know, remember when churches were meeting in movie theaters and they bring in their own PA yeah. and stuff? Well, you could rotate the phone um, and now you can hit them. the balcony <laughs> and the theater was narrow. So I didn't need all this wide dispersion. I needed it high. So you just go, Broom. right, and now you got that. And it's not bouncing off the walls either. So, right. Innovative things like that right. are really cool. People think that loudspeakers have come as far as they are. It's that's that's a really a dumb thought. They're doing so many things with loudspeakers now, with steerable arrays, columns that you can steer, like in a cathedral. You know, they don't want to have the aesthetics destroyed, so you can paint these things to match a column. I mean, right. all kinds of things that churches can do now to get better and more intelligible sound. And not destroy the aesthetics of their church, even if it has a lot of That's so, or a lot of brick or a mm-hmm. lot of hard surfaces. I can, I, yeah. I get speakers now that can just literally just go to the people. They don't touch walls. They don't touch the back wall. They don't touch the ceiling. It's all steered. And
0: uh, yeah, I I think I think um, just just having the common knowledge of of. Speaker placement, the power of the speaker, and then then obviously the the installation and understanding not to not to destroy the emphasis or to right. be distracting, if right. you will. Um, yeah, because I because I, you can really you can really screw. You can really screw a pastor's brain up by hanging or all the professionals by hanging speakers in the wrong place. Where, first of all, if it's if it's not effective, then it's really then it's really yeah. a sore. Um, but you have to have people that kind of understand um, what needs to happen to move things forward. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes more yeah. is better. Um, depending on the space, depending on the placement, depending on where you put it, and then uh, then lastly, it's the operator.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so after you're dealing you know, with all the components and stuff, and what do we really need to cover the room? How do we treat the room? How do we cover the room? What kind of amplifier power we need? Will we buy powered speakers or will we buy passive speakers? Well, when you buy a passive speaker, you got to match the amplifiers up to what that speaker wants to have, not to underpower it because that can hurt a speaker more than overpowering it. But buying a powered loudspeaker, it's all done for you. All the amplifiers have been matched to the components. And all you have to do now is run a mic cable to that speaker, a line-level cable. Right. And you've got, Mm -hmm. of course, you need longer AC cords maybe, but it just takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. And uh, then you need to talk about your your mixer, obviously. How many channels are you going to need? I see a lot of churches make this mistake. They buy too few. They buy a sixteen oh, channel man. and they should have bought a twenty-four. They buy a twenty-four when they should have bought a thirty-two. They buy a thirty-two 22. and they should have bought a yep. forty-eight, etc. 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 And they never buy enough outputs. They always look at the channel count. I got a thirty-two channel mixer. Yeah, but you got four auctions. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and you want six monitor mixes and stereo for your band. You should have bought something right. with at it's least stereo, twelve boxes right. on it, you know? Right,
0: exactly, and that and that that would always when when I worked in sales and I would you know do my Q and A with churches and I would ask them like how many how many inputs um do you are you using and they would just oh, so one two, three. you know it's like <laughs> they're, kind of, no, 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 they're, they're counting it. on their fingers on the phone they like Lucy, Lucy sister guitar. Sarah Lucy um Carolane, uh, um, Pasta, uh, you know, it'll just kind of go. I said, okay, so how many singers? Um eight. Okay, so do you have do you have a drummer? Yes. Do you mic the drums?
1: Is there a mic on the drums? Is there? <laughs> or why would we mic the drums? They're already so loud. Right.
0: That's the other thing. <laughs> You get that. And then by the time they finish, you say, all right. So after you, you go through set. So, okay, so you got so how many inputs do you, do you want for you? Do you want like kick snare over two overheads? Do you want you want an individual? You want like eight, ten? Like really? We need that many? <laughs> um, no, but we can detail it based on how many inputs you need, what's your budget? Blah blah blah. I kind of go through the whole thing. And by the time you end up, they would say, you know what? Just give me one for, me one for the drums. <laughs> what? One? No, we need it. like minimum three. Right. <laughs> minimum three. One for it's, the piano, do... one for the drums. <laughs> right. And then, and then all the singers, you get that. And then, I, then the other question I would get after they bought the mixer and and call back, okay, now we need to get it into the live stream. I'm like, okay. Um, how many auxes are you using out of your mixer? Huh? How many auxes are you using out of your mixer? uh, uh what? How many aux, uh, aux auxiliaries? How many auxiliaries are you using out of your mixer? Do we have auxiliaries <laughs> in our mixer? <laughs> it was the most bizarre phone calls I I would have to deal with. It was like, listen, go look at the mixer. Do you see one, two, three? Oh, those things. No, we don't use so We can use that. Yeah. Yeah, you can use that. And it'll sound better. Yeah. So the question will always be, I would ask, her, is there anyone there that underst- that understands audio? And the question would be, well, my son... He know, he, um, he be on that tick thing, tick thing. And maybe he know, nobody knows, <laughs> like, nobody, nobody knows. knows, nobody knows. And that would be the saddest thing because it's not like I could come to you. If you were close, if you, your church was close in like in New York area, when I lived in New York, yeah, definitely. I could come visit and you know, we can, we can work that out. But if you're in Ohio, and I don't have anyone I could call there that really help you. That's not going to rob you. Right. You know, churches are stuck like, with with bare minimum, minimum information, and then a guy you talk to over the phone in New York is, try, is trying to give you a flashlight.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's why I have a job. Most of the time. I mean, when it, when it <laughs> shut down for two years, I was pretty much out of work. I think you knew that. So I was writing for Yamaha, doing articles. I was doing a couple webinars here and there, some training here and there. But the conferences, which I was typically doing before 2020, was about 25 to 30 a year. And uh, just dried up. So wow! one thing that you can do online is you can talk about mixers. You can talk about what they're capable of doing because a lot of people don't know what they're capable of doing. They don't know what a matrix does. They don't know what DCAs mm-hmm. do. They don't know how a subgroup is different from a DCA. They don't know about ins and outputs. They don't know that a stereo return, an aux return, can actually be used for another additional pair of channels if they need it, right. like for a keyboard or an electronic drum machine. So even if they only have 12 channels, yeah, but you got two returns here. You're not using them for any kind of effects return. So, we're like an mm-hmm. electronic keyboard into it, and you got another pair of channels there. They just right. don't know, right? And right, you know, the training online is pretty pathetic when it comes to what is a mixer. I'm not talking about what is a QSE touch mix. What is a wing? What is an X32? What is a, a Studio Live? I'm talking about what is a mixer. Right. What does the mic pre-do? Right. What does a high-pass filter do? How many EQ bands do you have on your channel? Is it three? Are they fixed shelf? Are they parametrics? Or are they semi-parametrics? Nobody knows what the difference is. Right. You're really going right. to boost your bass fixed EQ at 100 hertz? You're going to boost it? You know what you just did? You boosted from 20 hertz <laughs> down up all the way. Use it as a cut. Right. It's not effective as any kind of a boost for anything because it goes all the way down below your subs. It's going to hurt something. Same thing with your high uh, EQ. That's a shelf, too, on like an inexpensive mixer. You might have a mid-sweep. You have a fixed low and a Mm -hmm. fixed high. So what are you going to use those fixed low and highs for? High pass and low pass, basically. That's all they're good for. And then you got 1K that you can sweep around a little bit.
0: It may right. be boosted a little bit, right.
1: but you can't change the cue on it. So nope. on digital boards, that's like a big deal. And I also have an RTA on it now. So oh, I have like, for instance, I could have a girl sing her lowest note. She's an alto. My daughter, Corinna, is an alto. Beautiful voice. I say, honey, sing your lowest note for me. Ooh. I caught the RTA on her channel, and I see her lowest note around 245 hertz so guess what i do with my high pass filter everything below her lowest note is gone i've got all of her range but i don't have any of the bass drum or any of the bass kicking around the stage right Right. hollow platforms in churches carpeted made out of plywood Mm -hmm. people are stomping around on Mm -hmm. that thing it's coming up through your stands. Use a high pass filter. What is that? Does that mean I have okay. no highs? No, it means you have no lows. Letting highs <laughs> pass, it's cutting the lows. So what does a low pass right. do? It lets the lows pass and it cuts the highs. <laughs> highs.
0: Right. Right. Before you do
1: anything, right. get your gain and use a high pass. High pass everything. Everything. <laughs> and if it's just one switch, <laughs> I don't care. Use it. It's a hundred hertz, great. If it's if it's variable. Wow! Right. I might not even have to touch my EQ if I just use that thing properly.
0: Yeah, you get so you get you can get so, rid of so much mud with with a high pass. Um, I remember I discovered it as a as a young engineer by accident because the button would be at the top of the console, top of the uh, of, of the ch- of the channel, and I was like, oh, what's that L thing? You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> HPF. What does that mean? Oh. And the guy was singing, I hit it. And
1: I was like, Oh. Oh. Especially if you have a guy like eating a mic like this, you know?
0: Yes. And that's exactly <clears throat> what it was.
1: But any vocalist should be high passed because there's nothing in the in the frequency range of the human voice that's gonna get down. Unless you're one of those like Kentucky gospel guys, you know? Or like the guy in Take Six. You remember how low his voice was? <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What the guy from The
1: Temptations, to him. And <laughs> say, the other, you know, we <laughs> should probably do some shows, and it doesn't have to be me. This is just something for you to think about. You could take one part of a mixer and do a whole show on just that part. How to set gain. What does a high-pass filter you do? Can. How do we use EQ? Yes. What is a matrix? Why are you mixing yeah. with 12 inputs when you could mix with four faders grouped? One for the drums, one for the vocals, one for the... Or two groups, band and vocal. I could do a whole show like that.
0: Oh, man. Listen, I, I've gone to churches and just kind of... I said, listen, who sings your lead? You it, 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 you have one lead singer? Prime? Yeah, this one guy. I said, okay, cool. We're going to put him on one. Where's the rest of your singers? We're going to put them on the next one. Okay, where's your band? We're going to put the band right here. Okay, where's your pastor? We're going to put your pastor right here. So these are your controls. When you need more singer lead, you give them more. Bring the group down, bring the band up, bring the pastor up, bring the pastor down. That's all you got to right. worry about. You just, I just simplified your whole world so now you're not grabbing for every fader because you already should have done that in sound you should have done that in soundcheck.
1: Exactly right.
0: But you just simplified everyone's world.
1: You know, you've got people who don't really know how to do things in the first place. So the simpler that you can make the operation of something better for them, the fewer things right. that they have to think about. And once they get a system down, tell them not to change it every week. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just you just learned a routine. Keep that your routine. Yeah, though.
0: dummy proof the mixer. <laughs> dummy proof the mixer. I would, I would go to churches, and I knew, I knew they would go to screw it up. Somewhere, somebody was going to save something. I would, I would put, I would put my backup mix way down, like in the three right. hundreds, like way, way down. You're not going to go. No one's going that far. And I show back up, and he's like, "Okay, we don't know what happened." And then I just go, "Okay, sure. Hold on, let me see what I can do. Uh, scroll down, restore." Oh my god! Wow, it's a miracle. Hallelujah. It's a miracle. Hallelujah. You're pathetic. I mean, pr- prophetic. <laughs> I mean...
1: <laughs> I just walk in the things. shadow of Prentice and everything is correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is like when I was a kid, I remember like going to Sam Ash as a kid and seeing like all the stuff you see in the magazines and you like you're able to see like the things you dream about, and this is what I think about conferences, especially the the Wave Conference that, that that I want to talk about. It's 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 bringing the gear and the expertise in front of people who read the magazine or watch online or watch YouTube. Right. It's giving them a personal experience. Can you can you
1: speak to that? Sure. I mean. I don't think, even though we talked about teaching a mixer online, you really can't teach audio online. Just talking about the room, for instance. We're in a room teaching audio. We're going to talk about the room that we're in while we're teaching audio and then maybe move the speakers around or show them what happens to a speaker when you actually do that. How do you do that through computer speakers or through headphones? You can't. So, for instance, when I come back – I got to go to Houston this Sunday. I'm doing a thing called Music Houston, and about 200 250 people, 700 people for the concerts. It's it's one of these choral reading type of concerts, a lot of choir stuff. Okay. So there won't be a lot of text there, but a lot of choir directors there. So I'm going to talk to them about the room and about choir miking. Right. As soon as I come back from that, I have one day in between coming back and going to Bath, New York, to Family Life Ministries. It's up near Corning, below Rochester. And every time I do an event up there, even though it's in the middle of nowhere in New York State, I'll get 200, 300 people at my seminar. Really? And you know what I'm doing that that particular day, January 14th? I've got three systems that are just going to be on the floor, not put together. Two smaller ones with small mixers, a main speaker and a wedge, on each side, and in the middle, bigger speakers with a big analog console and subwoofers, and the cables are all going to be wrapped nicely, microphones, stands, and I'm going to have people set stuff up from start mm. to finish. Once the once the system's set up and the mics are set up, i got some musicians. We're going to mic up a kit. We're going to do gain staging. We're going to EQ it. We're going to mix it. And every is going to either get their hands involved in it, or they're going to be able to observe what's going on. I'm going to make them get their hands mm-hmm. dirty, and then we're going to tear it apart and wrap up the cables the right way, so the next time somebody has to set it up, it's going to be easier to unwind <laughs> a lot of knots. I'm still doing some presentations right. on you know different types of microphones and the team, the relationships of a team. Uh, so there'll be presentation, but there'll also be hands-on, and I think that's the first time I've done. I did mix labs for PreSonus, but they're basically about the mixer; they weren't about the whole system. And I've right. got right now 145 people registered with a week to go. <laughs> so wow. you can't you can't talk about parallel compression to that crowd. Well, I had oh, one wow. guy say, "Doug, isn't that kind of too basic for this crowd to do to do that?" I said, no, because <laughs> they don't understand <laughs> signal flow in the first place. We talk about gain oh, in volume. They don't even understand why I have to preamp the microphone. They think they either mix with that oh. or they just set it willy-nilly and use the faders for everything. So we're going to talk about that. You can't get a good mix unless you do this stuff first. And unless you know where it's coming from, you're not going to be able to know what a bus does. How do I get this input to that speaker over there? Signal flow, routing, right. busing. Yeah. Routing, right. Um, so doing it with a simple mixer, not a digital mixer, because everybody's digital mixer is so different. So we're just going to explain what a mixer is. And then whatever mixer you have at home, all these things apply. The fader is a fader. The preamp is right. a preamp. High pass filter is a high pass filter. Right. A subgroup is a subgroup. Right. <laughs> Where is it on your nature? Right. That's what you have to figure
0: out. Application. It's, but it's Application. there. You know, that, that's, that's that's pretty much what it's all about. Once you understand with the basics, like, that that travels.
1: Yeah, and then it's just practice after that. It's... The, problem, the other big problem with the church is because they're not vocational, they don't do this every day, or even four or five days a week like pros do. When's the next time you're going to mix? Three weeks from now? Sunday. What have you been <laughs> doing in the three weeks from the last time you mixed to the time you mix next? How are you practicing? What do right. you suggest, Prentice? What would they do at home that can make them a better sound person? Listen to yep, music. That's,
0: that's the that's first it.
1: thing. That's the best thing you can do. Turn the TV off. Get yourself some nice headphones or a nice little pair of monitors and play music through them and listen to them for as long as you can every day. And the more that you do that, the more you'll understand what a good mix probably sounds like, unless you're listening to really crappy music. you know. Um, right. <laughs> listen to different styles. Right. Listen to classical. Listen to some gospel. Listen to some hip hop. Listen to mm-hmm. some metal. Listen right. to some jazz. Keith Jarrett playing over the rainbow. I mean, you know, Herbie Hancock. I mean, right. listen to stuff, right? And get yourself a grasp right. of what different types of an upright bass shouldn't be mixed like a Fender Precision bass. It should sound like an acoustic. Bass.
0: Uh, two different things. Two different things. Totally. But people, if you just you just see bass. You have you have you have you have no um, knowledge of uh, upright four string five string six yeah. string keyboard bass. So that
1: goes back know, to whatever the use. person playing it. You know, I'm reading this book right now. If you haven't read it, it's an unbelievable book. How to Mike Drums by Bill Gibson. He interviews Al Schmidt, Elliot Shiner, Frank Filippetti, Chuck Ainley, like all the top engineers, oh, guys wow. who did Steely Dan, James, everybody. And you know what the common thread is it? They all have their individual ways of miking a drum set. But they say, you know what it really comes down to? The drummer. When you have a good drummer, yeah, doesn't really matter what I'm using for mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's when you so have true. a church drummer who only knows 120 dB, and he's playing the ride cymbal louder than his snare drum, and then the right. church does the most idiotic thing of buying plexiglass to put it in front of it. Oh God! And now you got all these reflections coming back into the microphone. If I see that one it's more like, time, one more so time, get the guy some drum lessons, man. <laughs> <laughs> or get him get the tube overhead. Get him some lessons.
0: <laughs> That's the truth, because. It's, it's nothing best to, nothing better than sitting on a console and, and, and the drummer sits down and, and you and you you're getting set up and you hear them warming up, you go like, ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah, we're gonna have fun today.
1: <laughs> As opposed to He can play.
0: As opposed to When you're a drummer to, oh, with skills,
1: God. sit down and play? You go, yes, oh. exactly. I don't have to do yes. much
0: today. No. So I, I'm gonna make sure oh man, this this is gonna be cake. This is going to be cake because I could be I can build everything around you.
1: It's like a good band that's tight, right? It's like if we're tight and yeah. rehearsed, which is not your typical worship band, because they right. practice Wednesday night for two hours every three weeks, mm-hmm. right? If that—that's well, that, <laughs> a fight the, the whole time. Yeah. Whereas the band who comes in and knows what they're doing, they're they're sitting out, they're listening, they're not just playing. They know their spot. When it's not their spot, they're laying back. you got a worship band that's like constantly, all the time, playing. How, how do you mute a guitar in the room? that has got a box AC 30, and it's aimed to the pastor's <laughs> wife. Right. And you tell him it's too loud, and he turns it up on you. Yeah. He's completely out of the mix, and he's louder than the P.A. Um, what do you do what do you
0: so, so calm. what do you do with that guy what do i do i I walk up to him and i and i I try to negotiate I try to negotiate because without without me bringing him down, it's going to destroy everything we we're, we're all trying to build, so we have to have a conversation right. you know a polite stern conversation about listen let's negotiate find some common ground here so that we can we, as a unit, including me, including the singers, including the band, including all the techs, that we can come up with a sound that's going to resonate to the parishioners. Right. That's it. So let's back up. i I never have a conversation with a, with a guy like that if you don't have a
1: relationship with him? You have to build a relationship.
0: You have to so build a relationship. Right? Any, any church I go to, the mix, that's the first thing I do. The first thing I do is go talk to the band. I go talk to the band. I, I, first church I ever, if I if I've never mixed there before, or even if I've mixed there a hundred right. times, I still go talk to the band. I go down there. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? Oh man, I love like oh man, nice shoes. I build a rapport because I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to talk to you, for good or for bad, whatever it is. I have to I have to build a bridge. So I work on I work on building see, bridges.
1: That that's the key. Everybody. And that's another thing you can't teach online. So you remember when I said we're laying out all the components of the PA system, including who? The band and their instruments, right? So they're gonna be able to see how we talk to each other. Right. And I have a relationship with these folks. So it should very be very conversational no judgmental stuff going on nobody's calling anybody a diva nobody's calling the sound man a jerk nobody's like on the same page for one purpose, we're disciples of Christ, we're trying to bring glory to him what can we do together to make this work right and if you don't have that, right. which a lot of churches don't, I'm sorry to say, hey you back there, can you turn up fader 3 don't even know his name oh yeah Don't know his name. And he he ain't going to say his name because he's upset now. Mm. I don't get any respect here. I don't get any praise. I don't get any credit, any glory. Mm. It just Mm. becomes all this stuff that is so unimportant. (laughs) I care more about people than I do about the production, believe me. And I want people to observe, which I can't do by teaching an audio course online or reading in a book, how to build relationships with my team. I want them to be Christ followers. I don't care if they're a good sound man or a great guitar player. <laughs> I don't. Right. Right.
0: Right. Right. So I'm excited because I'm, I'm I'm
1: going to be able to see you. We're going to hang weeks. out together. Yeah. I want you to really come in and co-teach with me, man. you got a lot of stuff to bring to the party, and I want to hear about it. And so do they. I don't know how many people we'll have, but we have all day – It won't be like I'm doing in Bath, New York. I won't have all the equipment there. So I'll have to do some, we'll just have to figure out, improvise, you know? Okay. um,
0: I'm down for that. I know how to
1: dance. I know you do. (laughs) Dance better
0: than I do. (laughs) So before we get out of here, we're going to do my famous game, 30 seconds and gone. True, false, yes, no questions. oh. I hope you're ready, sir. I hope I'm you're ready. I'm not ready. Okay, question number one. Dr. Pepsi Dr. Pepper, Pepsi, or Coke?
1: Neither one. I'm a Snapple, sugar-free. I have peach iced tea.
0: Okay. Great answer. <laughs> Favorite book in the Bible. Favorite book in the Bible? Romans. Romans. Okay. Which describes your childhood the best? Baseball cards, football cards, or playing cards? Baseball cards
1: on the spokes of my bike. (laughs) Favorite meal as a kid? Favorite meal as a kid? Hot dogs with home fries and beans.
0: (laughs) That's good. Pork and beans,
1: you can't go wrong with that. It's a great meal, man.
0: (laughs) You can't go wrong with that. Last question. Do you remember the name of your second grade teacher? Uh,
1: yeah, I do. Uh, Mrs.
0: Klotz. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> the guy remembers his second grade teacher. My second grade teacher name was Mrs. Nicholas. Wow. I. I'd never forget her as long as yeah. I live. She was the most you, impactful person in my life as a teacher. I went to school in Harlem PS 123. Wow. She was the nicest, she was the most impactful person. I I I I wish I could find her.
1: Have you um, tried to look her up on um, Facebook? Just, and-
0: I tried. I've tried, but I just don't remember her first wow, name. No. I just you know you know, it's Miss Necklace. She was just, you know, she was the most encouraging person mm-hmm. I met as a as a as a kid. My favorite, like my other my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Silverman. The two of my favorite teachers. Teachers can make or break a
1: kid, I'll tell you.
0: You know? Yeah. Yes, sir. So there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of and I want to thank my good friend of the show, the worship MD. Doug thanks, And I will see you in a few minutes. Yeah, weeks. thanks,
1: man. I can't wait to see it. We'll
0: Take you out. F- hey, I, have a snapple iced tea I, I, with you. I, I, <laughs> have a snapple. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm with that. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> with that. So there you have it. See, like we always say, keep God first in everything you do, and we will see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast.